Welcome to Live to Tape Podcast with Johnny Pemberton of the podcast of the name I just said. You're about to enter the executive buffet, Hands on the Branch, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. I do hear it. Sounds wonderful. Okay, okay I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the. Okay, don't hold the place so tight. Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Hi, welcome to Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson, Ace, a.k.a. Jason Peppercorn, a.k.a. John David Dent, a.k.a. Bill Smith, a.k.a. Jackfruit Pump Butt Express Nuthouse Freak Tip Tit Sniff. Here on Live to Tape, my guest today is the one and only B-R-O-O-K-S-H-H-W-E-L-A-N, Brooks Wheeler. Hey, Brooks. That was, I've never, hey, yay, uh, I've never heard my, yeah. uh, I never thought about how it's double H and then an H, so it, I'm triple, my last name is Triple H-E-E-L-A-N. I misspoke, okay? No, but I'm saying it is double. No, wait. Oh, wait, okay, yeah, I know. I'm just like, I wasn't thinking around. I was like, is it double H? But no, it's W. Your mic is very loud. Oh, well, uh, it's it's brand new. It's it's the first time I've ever used it. Uh, Yeah, it sounds great, but you're definitely, I think you can probably go like a a foot back away from it. Oh, probably. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah. Yeah, I'm using it like a, I'm using it like a like a stand up mic, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's made for singing. I think that thing is made for. I think that's a condenser mic, so it means it can pick it picks up like all kinds of stuff. This is not a condenser. This is a dynamic. Okay, well, I'll talk from right here then. That sounds great. You look you look great too. You you look great, Jonathan. Um, I just you, took you got a shower. Nice, you got nice tarps behind you. It seems like you just got gave yourself, or maybe you or Britt gave you a quarantine haircut. Well, I got a corny haircut about three weeks ago. Now it's starting to look good because it grew in. Oh, it was so that was buzzed up. Oh, this was to this. This was a number one right here, man. Yeah, that was. I mean, because it looks. And you got a good fade going now, so I can't imagine I what, what three weeks ago what it was. But it looked like I was, you know, like like a kid who got a hold of the Clippers or some <laughs> shit. It really did. It looks because right now it looks really good. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I get a lot of compliments on this haircut, for real. I've been getting quite a bit of compliments. And, um, you know, I used to think I couldn't pull it off, but I guess I can. Yeah, I think it's two things. I think, first of all, now that, you know, we're all in quarantine, we all are going a little weirder with our hair, you know? Right. And uh, so it's it's unique. And then second of all, you did a good job, which in a quarantine Oh, shit, I just totally lost you. You get get double. Did you lose me? Yeah, your shit's uh, fucked right now. Oh, hold on. I lost you. Oh, man. This sucks. I can't it's okay. hear you. Uh, we'll just, I'll just... Uh... I see you talking. Okay, now it's okay. Now you're back. I got, I got you back. I got you back. Okay. Wait, I, I was just... I don't know. I mean, look, Zencaster looks like it was working. Yeah, it's weird. So uh, you're good. 
Well, and lucky for us, um, my next door neighbors just started mowing their lawn. So that's great. Well, I honestly don't hear it. So okay, what perfect. I do hear well, is your mic is very still quite loud. All right. Okay. All I'm saying is you, the you fact could that turn you it down. You could turn it down. You gave yourself a good quarantine mustache. Is, uh, is very, I didn't give it to myself. Britt I know it. a quarantine haircut. Britt did a great job. Yeah. Now I'm messing with okay. my mic. It's is okay. That better? Is this better? I think it is. I mean, you can hear yourself, right? Yeah. Got it. Okay. I mean, this is a nice, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we're using your podcast to test out my new microphone. Yeah. And not yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking there? Is that a mango cart? It is. I, I took a uh, Jitlada over to our friend Nick Turner's for his 40th birthday. Right. And, um, I didn't want a beer in the middle of the day cause it was going to go do other but, things, but uh, Jitlada is spicy as fuck. It is. It's very hot. It, listeners, you don't know what Jitlada is. It is a very famous Thai restaurant here in LA. Um, I mean, it's only it's just more famous than other places. It, it's very good. It, it's super good. It's in my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like that Jonathan Gold guy. Uh, it's yes, like his Jonathan favorite Gold. his favorite restaurant ever. Right. And, yeah, uh, it is. It is good. very good. It's really good, but it's incredibly spicy. Yes. So what did you have that was so spicy? Uh, I got the uh, Tom Ka, the veggie Tom Ka. Ooh, and, Tom uh, Yeah, and then some crying. Are you vegetarian now? No, no. Then I got crying tiger beef. My girlfriend, like my girlfriend, tries to eat more vet. Try like you know is like um, most uh, LA ladies who like if she does like rarely eats meat but isn't a full vegetarian. I'm gonna say this. I may be wrong, but I feel like most women I know in general eat less meat than most men that I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like she's like, is there a veggie option? I would never ask if there was a veggie option. Right. I I mean I like meat. I don't like eating. I'm not like a carnivore or anything, but I do. I got to have my meat, baby. <laughs> I love that meat, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to have a little, you know, veggie Tom Cobb, but then you got that crying tiger beef. It's a little, you know, you dip it in that Tom Cobb. You make that a little a crying tiger beef. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it, it is. Um, it's uh, it's actually not beef. It's tiger. Oh, that's a really good thing. That would be. That's a wonderful. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure that I'm sure the flying tiger beef is uh, a crying Crying tiger crying that's why it's crying yeah it's because you're eating it and then they had to call it beef to get around you know a lot of uh the uh you know usda uh hoops they probably call it that because of the tiger king i bet it's just you know flying off the shelves 100 percent um yeah nice i like this how glad were you that nobody who asked on twitter to be the tiger king got to be the tiger king what do you mean? I I did I missed that. Well, tell me so about like, this. There was like all sorts of like people on Twitter being like, "I want to be the Tiger King," like Dax Shepard. Oh, for, and, you mean for the remake? Yeah, yeah. And all these people are like, "Look how much I'm like the Tiger King." And dude, and, fucking uh, Dax Shepard, Dax, if you're listening right now, which you probably are, Dax, you and I both know that you don't have a fucking ounce of redneck in you, buddy. <laughs> They gave it to uh, Nick Cage. Yeah, was, that was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I, 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 I like Nick Cage. I hope he can be funny. I don't like Nick Cage. I love Nick Cage. There's You're, nothing I, there's nothing he's ever done wrong. Not one. I think everything he does is inspired by some sort of a weird secondary god that is like <laughs> a god of insanity. That's. Did you ever see Mandy? No, I haven't. I've been told by maybe 450 people to see it, though. It was probably one of my favorite theater experiences in my life. I saw it like 
the first day it was available to see, I saw it in the theater. I saw it at that nice new theater in Glendale. The um, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like a fucking great theater. And it was what? just like... I don't know what theater this is. What theater is this? It's a little theater. I can't think, think of the name of it. I think it might be a Limley. It's a Limley. Okay. There's only a couple Limleys, and they're the best theaters because it's like it's like an old school theater. Yeah. It's also I, not that big. I love... I. I'm a big fan of the Los Feliz three. I know it's a little rundown, yeah. but I just love the experience. I'm a Los Feliz. Well, if you three like board. that, if you want to go to a place that's instead of being rundown is not rundown, yeah. but has all the charm of a of a you know pre stadium seating theater, you go to Limley Glendale. They have the nicest people in the world work there. They have um, a full array of beer and wine. Ooh. Great snacks. So I had like a big old fucking juicy IPA sitting there watching the uh, Mandy movie. And that sounds good. Yeah, you know, my, my favorite movie going experience of last year was the movie Yesterday. I went and saw that really? in the theater and I saw it at the Los Feliz 3. It was like the fifth week it was out. So there's probably like eight people total in there. And yeah. everyone turned on the movie and it turned into just everyone was yelling boo and and really? laughing and it was like the funniest best like i felt like i made like six new friends in the theater uh, it was i watched most of that movie on an airplane with the sound off and i loved it it like, looks what? fun i mean it's yeah. just like so dumb that like once you lean into how dumb it is it's really fun but if you're like <laughs> trying to be like this is artistic you're a crazy person it's very sweet right no it's I mean, it's ridiculously stupid. It's ridiculously stupid. I don't think I'm giving anything away, but there's a point where uh, John Lennon shows up like in 2019. No way. Okay. I didn't know about that. I didn't know yeah, about that. Yeah, he shows up and my girlfriend, Gabrielle, yelled uh, out loud, no. And everyone started laughing really hard. It was really funny. No. I always think about that. Uh, well, like, I think it was the first sketch for Portlandia where Fred Armisen is on that bike. He's like a hipster with big old gauges on his ears yeah, riding a yeah, fixed yeah, gear. Yeah. And he sees the lofts and he goes, lofts, why? <laughs> just lofts, why? Like angrily. Uh, just that. that I feel that way up myself a lot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, just angry at something because it exists instead of mm -hmm. being like, instead of being zen about it, I'm just like, fuck this. Dude, right over by me, they built a. Um, they like knocked out a bunch of buildings. I'm like, oh shit. And then they built like an orchard supply hardware store, which I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. It was open for a month, right? Yes. But it was, mm -hmm. I, I live like on that street basically. And I was like, this is great. It's a, it's a nice small home Depot that I can walk to. I love gardening. We both like gardening and all that. And it's awesome. I like grilling. It was so fun. And Lowe's bought it. They shut it down. And then there's rumblings. There's rumblings. It's going to be the new amoeba. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the new Amoeba music, which is like, seems too big, honestly. But I'm like, I'm like getting so excited. Like if Amoeba moves there, I have to move because I'm going to go, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to spend all my yeah. money. There. Uh, and it turns out it's just, they turned it into an out of the closet and I am just so disappointed. It's not even a good out of the closet. Probably for the best. How, yeah, is there such thing as a, how is there such thing as a good out of the closet? That's a good point. Yeah. But this one is even worse than a normal out of the closet. Like I went into the first businesses I got into when I moved to LA. I was like, "Ooh, this is cool out of the closet." Yeah. Well, I when did you move to LA? I think 2005. Okay. Yeah. Straight from uh Rochester? I yeah, sort of. I mean, I went to college and I moved home, then I, I moved. Remember to which LA. school you went to? 
Florida State, baby. Oh yeah, the, like my favorite. Yes, absolutely. Were you? Did you go to school there at all? No, no. You're a little bit older than me and Kevin Barnett because Barnett went there right. right after you. Yeah, I did not know Barnett. Uh, Barnett when he was there. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Of, I, even if he was there, I might not have known him. Because... Right. I've I've been through Tallahassee a few times. Did you ever eat at this place called um, the uh, like Blues Oyster and Aphrodisiac Shack? Was it like by the water? Was it? Uh, it was in just town? like this rundown burger oyster shack, and they had there, no. they had comedy there, and I I like went to an oh. open mic there one time, and I got food poisoning. Hmm. But overall, I realized, yeah, exactly. I thought Tallahassee was like pretty cool. Like, I mean, it is a rundown state capital. It is Tallahassee. I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think it's great. I think it's, I think if I were to go back there, I would probably be like, "Who? Get get me out of here!" You know what I mean? It's great if you're in college. Oh, it's wonderful. No, yeah, I was, um, I was, I was there for a night and was like, I just thought it was, uh, you know, like some state capitals, they try to make them nice. This one was not. Mm-hmm. They, at no point did they try to shine this one up. Yeah, it's also where all that shit went down when the, they had the the recount. That was like ground zero. Really? Yeah, I wasn't there. That was when I was having my bowel surgery. It was happening at the exact same time as the recount. So. My friends who were in school then, because that was my sophomore year of college, they all told me that it was just madness because basically every apartment, everything in the world that could be rented was being rented out by journalists because they were all living in Tallahassee covering mm-hmm. this story. And so it was kind of like this r- real pandemonium. Yeah. Well, I kind of had a slightly, not the same experience because that experience was, you know, was wild, but um, a similar sort of experience that the Iowa... Pr- uh, caucuses happen. Oh yeah. Uh, and in 2008, when I was living in Iowa city, like, um, it just like got taken over. It was cause it's like the f- most liberal city in yeah. the state. So it got taken over. So it was like Bill Clinton was ever, like, I saw like Bill Clinton, like three times just walking, uh, really? and, like Obama was all over the place and Hillary Clinton and all the other nominees. It was, it was like really nuts. And there's just nothing but rallies everywhere. And like, I was like, what the fuck happened to our town? This is crazy. You got all those Illuminati members checking in. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Illuminati, baby. I also saw Trent Reznor in Iowa City one time. So it's uh, proof that that's where all the cool people stay when they come to Iowa. It's true. That in Fairfield. Were you doing, go to Fairfield to learn meditation? I mean, I, I know the meditation, but I've never been to Fairfield. I heard it's pretty funky. Yeah, growing up in Iowa, so people don't know Fairfield is, has this like um, I, I don't know if it's transcendental. It's transcendental. It's transcendental, it's transcendental. Med- yeah, transcendental yeah. meditation. Like, uh, I don't know. Is it the capital of that? Like, I just know that it's like a town that's like economy is built on people coming there to learn how to teach transcendental meditation. Yeah, and uh, it much. is. It's a really small farming town mm-hmm. that got taken over by hippies, mm-hmm. like fully. So it's like it's like. Literally growing up, I was like, do you want to drive to Fairfield and like see some hippies? Like it, that yeah. was very real. That's funny. Yeah, I bet that would be a cool attraction back then because it's so close. It's also just so out small. Of, that yeah, out of nowhere, so many men with ponytails who don't do karate. Like those are the only people who had ponytails was like the karate like gym owner and yeah. Cedar Rapids would have one. And then nobody else would there. I was like, they're just like crusty guys. Have you considered the fact that you're severely backlit right now? Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on this whole thing. 
You if you were to close those, if you were to close those blinds behind you, these blinds real quick. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna play a song while you do this because this is it's so easy to fix. Let's just fix it. Yeah. He's fixing the blinds. He's gonna make it look better for the video podcast. If you're just listening, you can't see it because you're just listening. How we do? How we doing now? A lot better. I can see your face better because the computer's able to balance the levels. You know this, you're a photographer. Well, yeah, I'm the, the first time I've used our, uh, we have like a second bedroom where I'm like converting it into okay. my office. And so I'm nice. still working out the kinks. Well, now, I just, now you worked it out, it's worked. Well, I think I'm gonna flip this desk to face the that way. And then that way I'm lit by the sun. That's what I did. I just moved everything around this room recently. So now it's like, I get the, this is the light of the day touching my yeah, face. I think that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. So, you know, tell me about this fucking marathon, bro. Oh, well, uh, I, I like, uh, have always liked running and then Nick Turner, uh, has a podcast called get rich Nick. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, I was, he ran out of ideas and I was like, always wanted to <laughs> see if I could run a marathon or not. And I, mm -hmm. but I've never had like a, uh, reason to, you know, I'm well, not going like, to like, right. When you say like running though, how much running do you do on average? Like three miles every few days. Okay. But I like it. It's like anytime yeah. I get stressed out, I go for a run. You yeah, know? me too. It's really enjoyable. And so like, but I've never had a reason to like really do a marathon. Yeah. Coffee. Uh -huh. After I drink too much coffee, I have to run. And, yeah. uh, so I just bet, I was like, Turner, you want to bet 500 bucks? I can't, I can run a marathon. And he so was like, So you yeah. initiated it. It wasn't him. Yeah, it was me. Well, I'd always said I wanted to do it. And then he was like, you do it. And then we, it turned into uh part of their like, part of the podcast. Well, yeah. But then I, I thought it was just, can I run a marathon? And I was like, of course I can just run a marathon. Yeah. But then it turned it. He was like, no, you need to beat a certain time. You need to beat the average time. And uh, I was like, well, I don't know Which if I can do that. What is the average? Three and a half hours? No, four hours and 36 minutes is the average. And that is for 26.2 miles? 26.2 miles. So yeah. Okay. So, um, I, and I was like, okay, now it's a little trickier. And then I just, then I just went out and ran it and I ran it in nine hours and no four hours and like 16 minutes. So did you train at all? No, zero training. I actually, it was like right before. So right before that, you and I both like to get out there, uh, right, right. when they were like, the quarantine's going to happen. My girlfriend, Gabrielle, lost both her jobs. It was like, uh, three, it was like a month ago. Maybe, well, two months ago. It was like eight months, eight weeks ago. Uh, right, okay. And so it was before there was any stay-at-home orders or anything like that. Right. And I was like, she, you know, both her restaurants closed and all my gigs got canceled. And I was like, well, shit, let's go to Utah. So uh -huh. we went to Utah and camped at Canyonlands for a week. And then like the day we got back is when I ran the marathon. So I'd just been like driving all day and then I went and ran. So you hadn't been training at all? No, zero training. But that's just sort of like that goes that flies in the face of so much stuff. Did you I know? Mean, my, about I hurt my knee. I had iliotibial band syndrome. Uh, Ooh, uh, it's called like ITB. ITBS. Yeah. ITBS. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I had to. I had to. Uh, right. I took a month off of running, and now I'm running again. I had just had to like it up. ITBS. There you go. That's ITB. ITB. ITBS. 100%. Yeah, it's not it's not TV, it's ITBS. So, when you were doing this, you had no you never what's the longest you'd run before, you think? I know cuz I've been I have this app called Runkeeper. I ran 10 miles once when I was living in New York City. One that was time. 
That was like six, seven years ago. Yeah, six years ago, I just ran 10 miles. Uh, and that was the furthest I'd ever run in my life. So you did this also. The cool thing about this marathon you ran was um, it was all started. I know, know about this because I did a hike with my friend and we did it like really fast. We gained right. like almost 2,000 feet of elevation. And we basically did 20 minute miles with a 2,000 foot elevation gain, which is pretty fucking goddamn fast. Very and I fast. Was, I, my ass was kicked after that day. I didn't even try to. I guess I just didn't stop to drink water because usually I stop when I'm drinking water. I didn't do it, so I got dehydrated. But I, my friend sent me. He kept track of the trip. He sent me the, you know, the hiking the the trails app it's picture so of fun. it. Yeah, it's and I great. posted it. I was posted. I was private. I was like, I bet anyone, dare anyone to beat this pace. And then someone added you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Brad Brookscan. I'm like bullshit Brookscan. And then you sent me this thing of your uh, your run, your map of your run. Yeah. It was the marathon, but the marathon you ran was basically over the course of three miles, like Los Feliz Boulevard to Glendale, right? Well, I, I did two 10-mile loops and then uh, six miles around my neighborhood. But then yeah, the elevation that's, gain- That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's the like elevate- the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It when was, I saw it, that, I was like, only you would do something that stupid. Like well, something, it's so silly to see it because you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's a person running back and forth. <laughs> it's almost like running up and down the stairs and you said you climbed a mountain. It's like, oh, I guess you kind of did because you did it 1,200 times, you know? <laughs> I think that, well, like, the plan was to run 13.1 miles down the LA right? River walkway, but I didn't of course, do any it's research. Closed. I didn't know it was closed. Right. And I'd start it and I was like, okay, I guess we just do some loops. And I didn't think about how my loops were all up, were all up and down this like major hill. Yeah. It's a pretty steep hill. Yeah. So, so I, would make, I, I would want to do a marathon, a flat marathon. That would be nice sometime. Did you have any support at all? No, I would jog back to, back to my apartment every 10 miles and, and like water? pound a Gatorade. It just seems like kind of crazy. I mean, do you know anything about Eddie Izzard? Uh, uh, I know that he's a comedian and he does all sorts of weird shit. He he ran 40 marathons in 40 days, I think. Or maybe like s- some crazy amount of, of time. Yeah. He did like maybe 50 marathons in 50 days. Yep. And he said that the first one's the easiest one and the second one's the hardest. I mean, I could believe that. My legs were pretty beat up the next right? day. Yeah. I mean, like my, my legs just were not trained for it. So yeah. I want to do a thing where I train correctly and then see how fast I could actually do it. Because you did it in four? Four hours and 16 minutes. So I want to do the, I want to do a real one and try to do it under yeah. three and a half hours. At some point, were you ever walking? Oh, towards the end. Yeah. Like because my uh, knees hurt so bad. There was like Right. I, I was like sitting on, I was, I sat down a couple of times. Okay. Cause I was I going, really I, I banged through the first 20 miles pretty quick to where I had like almost like an hour and a half to do the last six. Mm-hmm. So it's still amazing to me that you just did that. Like that's, it's like pretty well, fucking you went, hardcore. You went did the thing. It's like this, it's like, you know, we like to do stuff like right to now. do. And I, I'm frozen. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. You do weird shit. You did that climb. That climb looks cool as hell. I want to do that. Yeah. But something about a marathon to me, it's like the monotony of it is what. Yeah, no, it was boring, but it wasn't even that boring, man. It was like, you know, I was just listening to podcasts and jogging, which is what I like to do anyway. 
I was listening to this right. podcast and I was jogging along and you were giving me the, uh, the, uh, energy I needed. Nice. I guess so. I mean, I mean, I don't know. To me, I think I would be so many, the part that it's a bet, I think I maybe wouldn't bail cause it's a bet, but otherwise it just feels like it would suck. Yeah. So the much. whole thing. I mean, I was just, well, also it's like a big, like it was mostly, uh, I was told 300 times. Oh, you can't do that. So that's why oh, okay. I couldn't quit. Like everyone's like, yeah. like, cause I put it up like on Twitter, like, uh, can I do that? Like I bet Nick $500. I could run the marathon under four and a half hours. Was this a good bet? And it was like 90% no, 10% that's yes. And great. then just like hundreds of comments of like, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, oh. this is bad. You're going to, you're going to tear an ACL. So I was just like Fuck mostly yes. running to spite everybody. Fuck uh, all those people. See, that's the kind of thing I love when people tell you you can't do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was really Fuck nice. you, but, man. Yeah. Uh, my friend texted me. He was like, he's like, you ruined a lot of people's personas as like marathon guys or whatever. He's like, it's just you doing that was kind of mean to them. Yeah. I suppose it also is that thing where you realize a marathon isn't, it just sounds really hard. It's not right. It didn't, it doesn't. I, my thing was, uh, I'm not impressed with me. I'm just way less impressed with marathons. Yeah. Uh, I think in my, in my head, even it's been held up quite a bit when really I think a marathon I could, I've gone running like probably about 30 or 40 times where I've done seven miles. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, that feels pretty good. I don't feel like dying afterwards. I feel really good. The only reason I haven't ever done a marathon is because I'm like, oh, I have to do the marathon. Like, it just seems like kind of an inconvenience more than anything. Yeah, no, like, especially like a real marathon where you have to wake up early and drive and find parking. <laughs> like, I just like my marathon. I just oh woke my up, God, that's the best. Yeah, I just woke up and started out of my front door and just was yeah. like, okay, here we go. You got to find parking. What's the worst thing about running a marathon? You got to find fucking parking in the morning with a bunch of yeah. other adults. Yeah, bunch exactly. of fucking sober, sober idiots. A bunch of nerds. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cause you're not sober. You like to drink beer and stuff. Yeah. I drank that night with Turner until about two in the morning before. You mean after you ran it? Before. No, before. Yeah. I went to bed around two 30 or three and Turner. What time was did like, you start oh the marathon? Uh, 11. 11 AM. That's pretty yeah. good. But it was like, I was, I was just excited to do it. This is all such great proof of like just how, how hardcore the human body is. It's such a fucking hardcore piece of, piece of equipment yeah and also like uh, so hard just like mentally if someone if you just want to spite someone you will go oh you'll do god. anything <laughs> yeah oh my god the, the, this there's no almost no link they won't go to to get back to prove <laughs> someone wrong it would just i have all the energy that exists exactly to prove someone wrong yeah no that's 100 percent yeah. what it is i'm like oh you don't think i can do this wow okay oh, now okay. i have to do it now i have to yeah fuck yeah <laughs> It's almost uh, like that could be the fuel for the rest of the world, essentially. Right. Okay. I have a question for you. Sure. What is your favorite camping spot you've ever been to? Camping spot? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't been, uh, Okay. But you're, you're an outdoors that, guy, but do you, you don't camp as much. Well, okay. I, I've kind of started making this distinction. There is uh, there's, there's, uh, there's the, the broad umbrella of quote-unquote camping, right? Uh-huh. There's also something I consider to be backpacking, which means oh, that's what I want to get into. Yeah, backcountry backpacking. I've, I've never backpacked, and I want to. Okay, so I've almost done. I've done much more backpacking than I have done camping. Okay, and to me, camping is just like 
you know, you have if you have especially for car camping, car camping is not really um that's why I'm try try to make the distinction between backpacking and camping because yeah, camping I, is really I, fun and easy car, and like Yeah, I car camp and like I yeah. drink beer and grill and you right. and I went car camping up in Joshua Tree for that. We've done right. it a, well one time for sure. I don't know if we've done it another time, but you slept on the ground without a sleeping bag, which I thought was wild. Well, I had a sleeping bag. I didn't have a tent. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you ha- I I don't like tents anymore because I'm so used to camping in the uh, Sierra during the summer where you don't need to have a tent at all because there's no bugs. Yeah, and there's no no rain, so it's like um, you just don't need it. Also, something about being in a tent kind of freaks me out a little bit, you know, because it's like you feel kind of claustrophobic and it's. Mm. something about it you know some people I, have the opposite where they feel secure in a tent but yeah i love it, it. i me... like i like a tent but i also i i like i like when it's raining and you got to be in your tent that's like, cool I kinda, yeah i kind of like that i like like being forced in there you're reading you're in a yeah. little pocket like that's fun for me well so my favorite camping spot i guess i have two answers for that as far as like camping like a place that's actually you can kind of set up camp and maybe if you have a four by four or any kind of like slightly off-road vehicle you could probably get to, like maybe even a Subaru. There's this place um, up near Mammoth. There's a bunch of hot springs. If you turn off this road, it's called like the uh, the Green Church, I think. It's kind of famous. Okay. It's right off of uh, 395, whatever. Yeah, 395 is my favorite. Like, yeah. That's how I always get to Yosemite is through Tuolumne. Yeah, same with me. So if you go to this, uh, if you turn off this place, there's a bunch of famous hot springs. There's one called the Crab Cooker. There's also one called, I think it's called Hot Ditch. There's also Hot Creek. Uh, Hot Creek is this really nice primitive tub that is kind of, it's not that hard. It's not hard to find as it should be, but it, it used to be harder to find, I think, or just what was less known because of the internet. Yep. Uh, the first time we camped there, it's basically you camp on this little ridge above the uh, where the Hot Creek is, and it has all these nice little uh, pinon and juniper trees and there's like a there's a wood rat that lives there. This little like wood rat that you can look into his burrow and see all the things he's collected over the years. That's fun. And uh, he so he'll kind of run around the campsite and steal shit from you at night. Yeah, but like no, he, you yeah. just look in there, it's nothing but like wedding rings. You're like, oh, wood rat. <laughs> For real, there's shit in there. It's like this little guy's been collecting shit. <laughs> Who knows how many generations of wood rat? Because it's that kind of rock where it's uh, definitely the kind of rock that's like volcanic. It's like crispity, crunchity kind of stuff. Yeah. That that to me is the most uh, relaxing campsite because you can build a fire there. You're kind of secluded, but you're also just about a three-minute walk down to this beautiful hot spring. Wow. And so you're up on this little, little bit of a hill. You can look out over the field in the morning at dawn when – uh, you can see all these little steam vents on the horizon where, because there's who knows how many hundreds of little tiny hot springs, not like, not big enough to get into, but you can see them just like yeah. puffing up everywhere. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That go is a great campsite. Yeah. I'm going there for sure as soon as, because uh, I was trying to go camping last week, but everything shut down, yeah. even Bureau of Land Management. Uh, well, that's, that's BLM land right there. It's it, Yeah, even that's shut down because yeah. I was trying to go to the Alabama Hills. Um, how can they shut down BLM land? It's like shutting down the sky, right? That's what I thought. Well, here's the thing. I bet if you, I did, here's what I didn't want to do. I, I was like 80% sure I could still go camping there, but I didn't want to drive three hours to find out they somehow did shut it down and have to come home. But how can they shut it down? They can't. They can't shut I, down all the roads. I don't know. I went, I went to a website and it said California 
Bureau of Land Management land is is uh, shut down till May fifteenth. Like it said that on the internet, so I don't really? know. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was a bummer. Also, that sounds incredible. None of the people who are enforcing these things are working. I know. Look, man, I, I, I should have gone and I didn't go. Well, I'm just saying that more because I'm thinking about doing the same thing. I kind of think it might be a cool time to you hike into Yosemite through a wilderness area. Yeah, that'd be incredible. The park is closed, but you can get into the park through the wilderness. How cool would it be to park some crazy little place, hike in through the Ansel Adams wilderness, go over one of those passes and drop into the fucking Yosemite Canyon where there's no tourists. Not a single tourist there right now. I know it it would be the most incredible. That sounds like the best thing that I've ever heard of. It might be worth getting arrested actually. It'd be pretty dope because think about yeah. it. You're in Yosemite Canyon. You're in the fucking the most, probably one of the most pristine, gorgeous it's one of the most gorgeous canyons in the, the entire world. Yeah. And you get to see it in a way that no one has seen it in 110 years maybe. What? How long has it been since that place yeah, has been I mean, been I know it became it was the like second national park but like 19 yeah. 1890 for sure. 1870s is when those people started like rolling in John Muir, I think. I don't know, but that sounds like the coolest thing ever. And the coolest part about that is we'd have to do it like tomorrow because uh, you need permits and you have to get those early to go backpacking through there. Yeah. You know, but you wouldn't need any permits. We'd be doing That's what I'm saying. We would need to go like tomorrow if we did it. Why? Because it's going to open back up May 15th. It's not going to open back up. They're probably just going to extend the deadline. Ooh. Don't you well, think? We should... I mean, we don't know that, but everything so far has been, uh, you know, open back up May 15th and it's like May 14th comes around. It's like, we have to extend it because, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. I think if, I think if we have to extend it on May 14th, it's going to break, uh, everyone in a way that you and I should definitely go do this. Yeah. But it, wait, you're right though. Cause even if, even if it does get extended, people are just going to be like, fuck it. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm I mean, dying dude, of not dying. I love Yosemite so much. Cornell and I went up there this uh, uh-huh. winter. It was like the most beautiful. Like we went during the like winter. Blizzard. Yeah, we went during. The, we went in the winter. It was a blizzard. Do you have a four by four? Well, I just have the all wheel drive sub. Um, okay, so that's. Four. Do you know the difference between all wheel drive and four four wheel drive? I don't know the difference. Well, if all wheel drive means you can like turn it to where it's all all. Four, like a four wheel drive means you can make all four tires go at once. All wheel drive is like, if it needs to, it'll inter- it'll like make all four wheels go. It's not like a differential ideal. thing. Yeah. But like, I t- yeah. this is my background now. That's like when we were there, I'll text it to you. It but looks it was like a like, stock background, dude. It looks like a total stock background. It, it was so in- it Isn't was that funny? When you go a place, it's so pretty. It looks stock. Yeah. Because everyone got blizzarded out of there. Um, but it was great. Oh. I uh, I just camped in Canyonlands. That's where I went. I, it was, it's my new favorite national park. Yeah, that's supposed to be one of the most beautiful places in the world. It was great. Glacier National Park is my favorite, and then that's Alaska. Probably, uh, it's Montana and Canada. Oh, right, it's Montana. Yeah. yeah, dude, that talk about fucking BFE. That's the real shit right there, man. Yeah, it was. They still have grizzlies. Awesome. They have grizzlies there. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was legit. It's. I feel like. Glacier is, you know how Yosemite has like the one Grand Valley? Like, there's two of like, them. There's well, two. There's, Hetch Hetchy? There's one that's on the other side of it that's not as popular, but it's still, I we went hiking up there uh, about two years ago, and it's like, it's almost as impressive as Yosemite Valley, evidently. Okay. Well, Glacier has just like 
five to 10, like smaller types of valleys. Right. So it's just like really less populated everywhere. And it's, it was like the coolest, like, you know, eight days ever. Yeah. Montana is one of those places that's like, um, people who love it, people who go there, they kind of never come back. Dude, I they just love insane. it so much. It was you know so... that writer, Jim Harrison, do you know him? No. You probably love him. I've been thinking about him a lot lately, but he's this writer. He died about two or three years ago. He, um, he wrote the legends of the fall. He wrote a bunch of other books, but he was a okay. hardcore conservationist, but also like a, a he was a drunk, but you know, and also used to smoke cigarettes, like chain smoke cigarettes. And um, he was good friends with Mario Batali because he would fucking eat shitloads of, he was a gourmet, right? He would just yeah. gorge on all this rich food. But he was a, uh, he was hardcore nature guy, right? He grew up in Michigan and he like would go camping all the time with just like a trash bag and stuff like that. Yeah. And he, uh, he lived in Montana for a lot of his life. And he, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, that book is set in Montana. The uh, Legends of the Fall is set in right, Montana. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it, well, I mean, it I talks don't, about I don't know the book. I just know the movie. Right. Well, the, the book's obviously a lot different. Based than the on movie, the movie. But, he saw right, the yes. movie that he wrote it's the book. Based on the movie. It's, uh, it's really interesting the stuff he talks about, just how, the how Montana is just so, it's so wild and it's so extreme compared to other places in terms of like just yeah. the sheer numbers and the space of everything. I mean, I've, I've only been twice and uh, only, only one of the times was camping. It was so incredible. Uh, have you ever been to the Tetons? I haven't. No, that's like my favorite. That's like probably the most beautiful picturesque thing I've ever seen. I've only been a few places, actually. I really have pretty much only been to a bunch of places in Yosemite. And that's it. As far as like backpacking goes, like seeing the real heavy shit yeah. is up there. Like I've been to John Muir Woods a little bit. I've been to Ansel Adams Wilderness a little bit, all but all through Tuolumne Meadows essentially. Yeah, that's I mean, dude, that's where I go camping when I like go mm -hmm. because that's like the only place in Yosemite where you can like non reservation get a spot. Mm -hmm. You just got to be so, there like fucking six a.m. Yeah, but you so you'll go in with like a tent and you'll camp out in there for a couple of nights or what? Yeah, yeah, you have car like you, there's a site like I'll find like a car site. Oh, okay, so you've never been backpacking, have you? No, not once. Ever. Okay. I, mean, I really want to. It sounds so fun. See, I think that's truly, that's really the, for me, oh. that's the, uh, the first time I, I did it, I was really scared. But when you do it, it's so, something about it, it's very um, freeing because you're, I, all you have is what you have. I take it back. I did go backpacking, but it was with, I didn't set it up. It was when I was uh, in high school with my grand, my grandpa okay. and his brother and my cousin and my uncle. And that, that was, was like, cow. It was, yeah, it doesn't. It was wild that we uh, went up, yeah, we went to uh, uh, Quetico National Park in Canada and like portaged it and then camped on an island where there Whoa. was this national park where no motors are allowed, like no motors ever. Uh, so we just paddled around, fished and ate fish at night and then camped on this island. Yeah. Like I hated it so much. Uh, because I was missing like a party, I'm sure. Yeah. But now as an adult, I'm like, man, that was probably really cool. Is that um is that near Michigan or near uh, Wisconsin it's, or it's where? North of, we drove straight through uh, Minnesota. It's like right right oh, on top of Minnesota. Damn! So that's like a twelve hour drive, man. From uh, from where I am, yeah, they're from yeah. Missouri, and they would pick me up on the way. And yeah, it was way wow. the fuck up there. There was a camping thing I did in Minnesota once, which is probably one of the first times I ever went 
camping for real. There's a place uh, called Blueberry Slide. I think I can't remember the name of the woodland area it is in Minnesota, but it's like north of Minneapolis by about. You know what it is? It's the Kettle River. There's these big ass fucking things called kettles, and there's these big, perfectly circular holes next to the river that have formed from a years and years of water draining down them. Oh yeah, no, I, so when I do Minneapolis, um, yes. So when I perform it, like when I'm in, I do Acme, uh -huh. I'll go over to like, uh, lacrosse or whatever. And like, right. I sell, uh, I, 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 it's like St. Marie or some French well, they're, they're word. Everywhere. The, they're all yeah, over the place. I, yeah. I saw those things. They're the, they're insane because like little pebbles yeah. get stuck down and they just like make bigger and bigger holes. And it's just massive, perfect, certainly circular holes. Yeah. And we went camping in this place called Blueberry Slide. It's on the Kettle River. And this, you have to, you have to take a, take a canoe to the campsite. It's only like a, maybe like a, like a five minute canoe thing, but just the fact you have to do that makes it like, you know, you're not in a, an accessible, a place accessible by, a car, car so it just makes yeah. it that much nicer you have a fire and everything on the way there we picked up um a couple of jugs of this water called bull it's b-u-h-l it's this uh excuse me it's an artesian well water and it's probably the best tasting water i've ever had in my life it's called B aside from like natural springs in yosemite but sure. we got some of that we stopped at some little fucking shitty grocery store that have fresh baked bread and got this um got this loaf of rye bread that probably was cooked like maybe an hour before we picked it up and they got a huge out of this white bucket got a big stock of of a big bouquet of dill so the next morning we had breakfast we had this fucking delicious ass bread with um it's honestly some of the best bread i've ever had in my entire life i was just thinking about this yesterday Dude. that bread with the we, we caught fish we caught some um walleye and grilled it up in a pan with eggs and potatoes and put the dill in there. And that shit was like, that I mean, was legendary. There's nothing better than camping food, like food that you prepare while you're camping because you yeah. feel like you really earned it. And then mm -hmm. if you add on top of it, fish that you caught yourself, oh, yeah. it's like, you're like, this is the best, this, like, I can't imagine <laughs> like a better taste yeah. of food than a thing that you've completely earned. The only problem is my friend Patrick, who uh, he ends up doing a lot of the cooking. He just likes to steam the fish, and I always want to cook them in like butter or grease or something. Yeah, I like to grill it. Um, yeah, I like fucking okay. fried fish. Okay, here's a question for you. Uh, since since we both grew up like a little in the woods a little bit, like I didn't right. grow up camping at all, and I hated camping because yeah, I was like, same. I already live in the woods. Fuck this. I want to be in a city. It took me getting to Los Angeles to be like, wait, I want to go out into the woods. Yeah, I'm kind of similar, I suppose, in that sense where I think for me it was going out with Patrick, my friend Patrick, and having kind of just seeing stuff and also kind of following him and he is doing something and I'm saying, is, is this okay? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, it's fine. This is fine. Yeah. And no, it like, does take that friend. Yeah. yeah for me, it was someone, Andy Haynes took me to Joshua Tree a bunch one right? summer and uh, we just can't, and I'd never camped and he just like, and I just like, got obsessed with it. Cause it was like a place to go. I had anxiety. And then he was like, let's go to Joshua tree. And I was like, this is, this is great. Yeah. Sometimes I actually do also get anxiety when I'm out in the woods because you're away from everything. You feel so disconnected. It's kind of like, it's unsettling. I like because, it. Uh, I like, I like get yeah. excited with the, really? uh, with like, yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I, I'm just like, just don't really you feel like something's going to happen? Like something's going to happen and you're going to be like unreachable. And you get that, worried about that. I mean, maybe? that's the idea. 
Yeah, I hope so. Right, it's the idea, but it's also, it's both. You know, it's the thing where it's the reason you go, but also it's the part of the, for me, sometimes it creates anxiety, especially if I leave cell reception and I have something like unfinished business or I forgot to, oh, I have to send, if I have to do this thing or tell this person mm -hmm. this thing, and then I'm like the whole time I'm out, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's happened no, to me happened once at least. I I'll leave and then like when I come back and your you like your phone kicks on after mm -hmm. you've been gone like five days and then it's just like oh that just really slams you in the face you know what I mean like yeah, it's just like nothing it. but work emails and you're like fuck yeah so it would be nice to spread that out a little bit but I really I like like being I have a re I have really bad um like who doesn't right now like attention ADD with mm -hmm. with my phone you know like I like to read yeah. but like I'll read two pages and check my phone. I'll read yeah. two pages and check my phone and it's embarrassing. Uh, and that's why I like camping. I was like, there's nothing on there. I can't check anything. So I really, I focus a lot better. Have you tried doing one of my no phone days? No, I haven't. I, what is this no phone day? You just uh, pick a day. You don't use your phone all day. Basically how it works is you, a good day is Sunday mm -hmm. on Saturday night before you go to bed is the last time you look at your phone and then you put it on airplane mode and you uh, just throw it someplace like in the bottom of your hamper or someplace just so you won't even be tempted to look at it or it takes a lot of physical effort to look at it and you leave it there for the entire day and the next time you look at your phone is on monday morning when you wake up i like that, that i think what it nice. does yeah because i have a similar problem a lot of times and i find that what it does is it kind of resets your um it kind of resets your brain in terms of how like your brain forgets that that's the always there to look at and you start doing other stuff. Yeah. I, I guess that's probably why I like camping so much is that I yeah. lose the ability to look online or be, or reach yeah. out to people. Yeah. Um, that's what it is to me. People are always, sometimes I'll use Twitter when I'm on no phone day. People, people say, isn't it no phone day? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I'm using it on the web-based client, which makes it way yeah. less invasive. Also the whole idea of, to me, the problem with the phone is that you can look up anything you think about and it yep. allows you to, to just you don't have, have to any think. sort of, yeah. yeah, there's, there's no, uh, there's no, like the best part of like college was like, like scream debates in my, you know, drunk in my apartment, like where it was just like, uh, you know, dumb arguments. Cause I live with like, like-minded guys who was like, what, like a dumb question is like, what is the, what is the average high temperature in Iowa during the summer, you know? And then right. I, I'd be like, I'd be like on an average, an average high would be 88. And then my friend's like, fuck you. It's 81. And then, you know, like that fight and fight and fight. And then we, we would go to a computer and look it up like after an hour, but now right. with the phone, it's, let's look, why would we even debate this? Right away. Right away. You know what I did just finish uh, like yesterday that I spent about a year on that I'm pretty proud of? The uh, Game of Thrones books. Oh, you're a Game of Thrones book guy. No, I'm not. I about well, now you are. Now you half, are. Exactly. Halfway through, I decided I wanted to quit, but I was like, I read like 2,500 mm -hmm. pages. I got to finish this. And then it just took me like nine months to finish the last two and a half books. And they are just so goddamn long. And the, and the, the show- well, They're great, they're, right? They're fine. They're just so long, man. The show does a great job. It's one of those, if you watch the show, don't waste your time. Wow. What a crazy commitment.
Dude, it was so long. Like I finished it, and like honestly, I like opened a beer and was like, I fuck. Like I felt like I'd finished a long <sighs> day at work. And like Damn. he writes some really like when I was camping in Canyonlands, I almost threw it in the fire because he writes some really graphically um, like uh, sexual stuff, right? Sexual like like um, rape stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like in a way that like I I'm like I didn't sign up to read this vivid portrayal of a character I've grown to like being raped. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was like kind of mad at it for a few days and, you know, it just like put me in such a bad, like sad mood. I was like, this is a nightmare. Like he's kind of a nihilist in that sense. He's very much like, uh, yeah, that's what I like about all those things is how he just, Oh, you like this person? Guess what? They're dead because that's what happens to things. They just, sometimes they just die. No, and they're not even dead. They're raped over and over and over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. Not even they just dead. Die. They don't even they get the pleasure they, of death. They, they get eat the their fingers because they're starving. God. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Like I was over it after that, but um, now I'm now I'm like uh, now I'm back. I'm back to like. Also, I feel like those books are kind of like you and I. I like to read, but I kind of like to learn a little bit. Like I like to read, you yeah. know, like history stuff. And I felt like I was just reading The Big Bang Theory, like the TV show. You know, I was like, oh, okay, I want some substance. So what do you yeah. got? What do you, what does Johnny Pemberton recommend for uh, to get I'm back to some good? I don't know, man. I always recommend the same shit all the goddamn time. I'm like in a dearth. I'm trying to read this book right now called, um, it's like, it's a Rogan book, basically. It's a, it's Empire of the uh, Summer Moon, I think. It's about uh, the Comanches, the history of the Comanche. That sounds perfect. That sounds It's really great. good. It's super interesting. It's also, the guy who writes it makes everything very dramatic. And it's, it's the kind of stuff where you're like, holy fucking shit, the Comanches were so hardcore yeah they were just and also What's, they he talks about what go ahead what are you gonna say well, who, who's the author do you can you think of him off of your top of your head uh i can just look it up here it's it's okay. something like you know he's got one of those classic great names um like jp of sc gwen okay i thought you were empire, gonna say sc hinton i was like the no, outsiders it's a uh, empire of the summer moon yeah it's a bestseller it's a super well-known okay. book i gotta check it out i'm Mm -hmm. Gabs was telling me I have to read that book. Um, I think it's called like Oil. Like it's what like There Will Be Blood was based off or something. Oh, I don't know about that at all. No, uh, I don't. Know. It looks good. Uh, yeah. My favorite, my favorite guy that I think you might dig because he writes similar to how you're speaking is right. this dude. Now, I, before he used to write like about explorers. Now he's teamed up with Bill O'Reilly, and I don't like that at all. But his earlier books are pretty cool. His name is Martin Dugard, and he wrote like this really great book about like Columbus's last voyage, where he like shipwrecked in Jamaica oh, and like he that like cool. yeah, and like he um like the natives were gonna kill him, and then he knew that there was a blood moon coming, and he was like, "I'm tonight, my God is gonna like wash the moon with blood," and just because he knew celestial yeah. situations, and then they had to row a boat to fucking the Dominican Republic from Jamaica to get off like is insane. And he just I writes do about love like, maritime adventure stuff a lot. Yeah. Really and the best book, my favorite book ever, like is called, uh, is, um, uh, James, the, the rise and fall of James cook. It's by this guy, Martin Dugard. You will love it. It is. That's about the, the, he's a, uh, what do you call James, it? Uh, James cook uh, is the, is like, uh, sailor. The, he's a sailor. Yeah. He's like the, the um, yeah, he's like the greatest uh, explorer of all time because right. he he discovered the most stuff.
because he was the only yeah. like every other explorer like columbus was after gold magellan was after the spice island i mean everybody's after the spice islands everybody's after something everybody's after something and james cook was the only one who was just, they were like okay go to tahiti map the transit of venus it's a scientific mm-hmm. exploration and then after that why don't you why don't you fuck around for a while and come back in a few years and so <laughs> i've heard about this actually i have yeah yeah, it's incredible. It's so fucking good. Okay, it's like I'm, that's on the list book. now. Yeah, I was thinking about. You never ever read the book Endurance? It's the uh, that's the, the one, same guy. Martin Martin Dugard wrote that. No, I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. Well, he wrote it. Okay, he I never. Isn't that a book about the um about Shackleton's? Like, uh, oh no 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 no. Martin Dugard I'll, wrote a book. He wrote a book about like uh like a uh a, a, a where you cross. You go across the ocean in a boat by yourself or something. I thought it was okay. called that. Endurance is uh, about the 1910 Antarctic expedition led by Ernst Shackleton. Right. And it's no, like this I, failed expedition that also... 1914, like, sorry. Yeah, then they had to like climb over like the... What what are those islands? The Falkland Islands and yeah. shit? Have you read it? No, it sounds amazing. It is, I think still to this day, it's probably the probably the greatest adventure story ever it's not, it's real, but it's the greatest yeah. adventure story that's ever existed because it's okay. like this weird combination of 1914 is that perfect time where there's a little bit of technology, just enough to where we can kind of relate to it as humans. It doesn't feel like it's the 1400s, but it's also before there was, here's what it makes it great. It's just, just recent enough to where there's about 20 or 30 of these amazing photographs from the expedition that are unbelievable. So right. there's photos of it. There's photo proof of it, but the actual tale itself is just, it's, it's yeah. so unbelievable, man. I've seen yeah, like, it kind of goes back to your whole thing with your, with your um, marathon where it's like these guys did something that they should have been dead 20 times over. They really should have. Yeah. I, I've, I've I will read that because I've like, I watched like a three part BBC like uh docu series on it and it was just like the coolest thing i'd ever seen but uh i didn't have not read it and i doubt it's like game of thrones where the bbc is better than the book yeah i mean well this guy is probably it's probably based on his interpretation of also all these fucking guys back then this is what always gets me i think about this all the time each and every one of these guys kept a journal and they wrote in it every day no matter what and this is like, sometimes it's just a few lines because they're chipping off of ice off of a lifeboat, but they're yeah. writing in a journal. And like, yep. think of how many times you've been, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, like you get back after a show yeah. and you're like, I, I should write down that thing I riffed. And you're like, but I just yeah. kind of want to watch TV right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, uh, there's this, I really like explorers. There's a really good podcast, but right now they're doing this, the Burke and Wills expedition. Have you ever heard of this? No, I haven't. It's- so it's where um, it's the podcast is called uh, uh, the Explorers Podcast is what it's uh-huh. called, and he just he does like he did like a seven part, forty five minutes each part series on Lewis and Clark. So it's like super in depth. It's incredible. But uh, the Burke and Wills was Australia's version of Lewis and Clark. Only they oh, did wow. a terrible job, and everyone died. <laughs> Oh shit. That's great to see that they hear the terrible job stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's like really, really funny. Like yeah. it's not funny. They all died, but just like, they're just big idiots. Um, Australians, every single one of them. I mean, yeah, man. The Aust- God, can you imagine how, 
Are you ever going to go back to Australia? I think have you ever done stand up in Australia? I have. I've uh, I've done stand up in Mel Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I do. I go with that hard R uh, twice. I've been to Tasmania. That's the coolest place I've ever been in my life. Wow. Actually, it was really incredible. Did you go to Tasmania when you were down there for comedy? Yeah, because it's just like it's Why, like uh, you might as well go because you're there. It's like a forty five minute flight from Melbourne yeah. over to Tasmania across the Bass to, Strait. Yeah, we're Duncan and I are supposed to go to uh, Australia in July, but I don't think it's happening. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I Australia in general is fine, but Tasmania felt like it was like Australia's Alaska. It felt like it was so fucking yeah. cool. I can't wait to go back there. I think it's one of the best places in the entire world. Yeah, no, it's really I nice. I mean, they're, they're pretty racist and homophobic, but once you get past that, I haven't you know. honestly, I did not experience that at all. Uh, I just remember when I was there, like last year, they were voting on should. Uh, you know, gay people be able to get married. Well, that's, and I was like, that's Tasmania, not uh No, Australia. this was this was in Melbourne. Like this was Australia. Oh, really? oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I what mean you, they're a bunch of convicts, so it's so what do you expect? A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's yeah. like dude, Tasmania even was like so if you were sent to Australia but you didn't stop being a convict, they sent mm-hmm. you to Tasmania. So that was like really wild <laughs> shit. Round two. Yeah. What what do you think about stand up? Do you think um do you feel like uh you're gonna go back to stand up? Well, the, what really sucks was I just, I, I had scheduled to film my first special at Best Fish Taco on April 2nd. At Best Fish Taco, really? Yeah, it was going to be called Live at Best Fish Taco. And it was, I was just going to do two shows outside, uh-huh. um, you know, and uh, I had toured for about four months, like almost every weekend to get ready oh, for so it. Oh, so you were fucking greased. Yeah, I had like a very... I was so excited for this hour. I loved it. I was so oh, proud of it. Oh, it sucks. That's why it really does suck. It's one of those things that like. Yeah, it's like not you know like there's way bigger problems, but like it's um I do need I want I want to record this, but like when the you know when we do get to come back in you know a year or two, uh like I'm gonna have to you know go tour for six months to figure out how the fuck to do stand up post this and figure well, everyone out. is do you think about that too do you think that people are gonna quit stand up a lot of people uh i think this is uh, what a lot of people need it to quit who are like i don't i haven't quit but like they weren't really doing it anymore and now they have what like I a meant, reason what i meant yeah. to say <laughs> yeah a lot of people who weren't really doing it anymore but still said they were now we're like oh stand-up's done and i'm like well i kind of do like it and i hope that's not true yeah I, I don't know. I, I keep wondering. It's one of those things where, like, sure, stuff will come back eventually, but it's going to be so different and going to be so gradual. It's like, yeah. how do you how do you deal with that? It's almost like, is it is it? Well, obviously, it is worth it because it's like a thing where doing live performance is like a very, very primitive thing, mm-hmm. and so people will do it. But you know what I mean? It's like the reingratiation yeah, I- of it's going to be so gradual and slow. Yeah, I was talking to my friend um, who's in a band, who's like, uh, he's the singer in this band, Local Natives. His name's Kelsey Ayers. He's really uh-huh. nice. And we were just talking about it because like for us as stand-ups, you know, we have we have to deal with, uh, you know, on a great night, three to 400 people. You know what I mean? But like for him and his band, uh, you know, they play festivals where it's 80,000 people and they're sweating you know, on each other. Like bands are, bands are fucked so hard. They're yeah. That's so why he was like, hard. he's like, this is, this is really, he's like, I think that stand, like stand up at least we'll be able to like figure out a little bit quicker maybe. And I might yeah. just try to like dart in and record that best fish taco special. Cause like, at least it's outside. Um, 
I don't know what, but uh, all I know is I want to get that down sometime in the next, whenever we, it's available. But well, like, so I guess what live I'm concerts is, are, 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 are really fucked. Yeah. What I keep thinking is not so much about like, can you do it? But what's the atmosphere going to be like when you do do it? Is it going to yeah. be, how are people going to be, going to be feeling going to a thing? Are they going to be so encumbered by the, by thinking about this that they're not going to be able to enjoy it or like not to be able to, it's not going to be yeah. the same type of audience. I no, like. all it, it makes me mad at is that I didn't become a alt-right comedian two years ago because those are the only <laughs> people who will come out and be like, yeah, fuck it. We're getting together no matter what. Yeah. What if they're right though? <laughs> Seriously. What if they're right? I, I mean, uh, part of me is kind of like, some of the uh, the stay at home stuff seems a little extreme to me. It seems a little bit like, like um, I don't know, like like deciding something really really significant too soon that is never been done before that people really can't handle because we're such right. social creatures. Well, here's I mean, like I am I my thing is like I definitely leave my house and I go to. Uh, you know, like the woods and I go to, I go like to places where there aren't people and get out. So I'm not definitely just staying at home and I'll yeah. put a mask on just, uh, as a politeness or when I'm around other people. Yeah. You me too. I mean? that's, that's the whole point of it though. It is. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not like staying at home in the way that you're supposed to by any means, but at the same time, I'm not making anybody feel uncomfortable or doing, you know, I'm doing, yeah. I remember I would drive down to Malibu and like park, on pch me and gabs and we just like have a picnic and watch like whales like there was we saw whales going by like nature yeah. is fucking bouncing back quick it's dope yeah and uh and they got like silver pack that pch became the beach but i'm like we'll just stay over here and a guy like walked by and touched me i was like well don't touch somebody like that mean touch you like you reached out and touched you or just bumped no just like you? bumped me where i like was just sitting on a blanket like on i'm like dude you can't do that. That is yeah. real. But it's also nuts that we have to even say that and think that, isn't it? It's everything is nuts right now. This is mm -hmm. the weirdest thing I've ever been a, a part of. Yeah, man. But What's your plan? What do you, I mean, like you, you act enough. Well, also like acting's like, when is that coming? Fuck. Back? Acting's, no, it's not coming back. It's coming. You know what's coming back? It's coming back when it comes back. Yeah. Everything, everything is fucked. Everything is like, everything's supposed to come back. Yeah, all these things are planning on business as usual, like filming for, let's just say Superstore, right? They'll they'll start back up again in end of summer, tentatively. That's the idea. But there's all these things that are just, they're planning on, like I have to go to a, a wed, two weddings in Minnesota. One's in September, one's in October. Will I be able to go to those? Probably, but also, I don't know. You know what you I know, mean? It's like a thing you know, where. Yeah. You know a thing that me and Rutherford were talking about? Uh, that of course we won't do, but like, we're just like, cause here's, you should come meet me in Rutherford. We have this place in Atwater. We go, we ride our bikes to it. It's probably uh -huh. not too far from you. Yeah. We, we call it bat point and we look at bats at night and have a few beers and I'm down really for fun. that. Yeah. Do you know that new bridge on the five? Don't, that, like, don't talk about it too much. Okay. 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 But okay. either way, like, so we go there at night and it's really fun. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got to come and we'll, we'll okay. sit there. We, we had this conversation about like me, him, 
his girlfriend and, and my girlfriend Gabrielle, we should like, he's like, fuck it. Like, what if we just went to Hawaii on secret for a week? Like, didn't tell anybody. Like, we've, uh, there's still planes going. We'll Guess what, go. though? What? Hawaii, Hawaii has a quarantine, a very strict quarantine. Oh, really? They're not letting people like in and shit? If you go to Hawaii, you have to stay there for actual quarantine for two weeks and you can't island hop you can't go between islands in hawaii unless you spend a two-week quarantine so if you want to go to hawaii you have to spend like three weeks or a month in hawaii which isn't too bad but at the same time right no uh also it's like really irresponsible and kind of to to fly somewhere but it was just you know like we were just like let's just do it let's just go like but then of course we did it because that's uh, a jerk thing to do yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where some person would tell you it's not, some person would tell you it is, and it's kind of like a, yeah. Well, Gabs and I like we went to the wildflowers and they were really, really great, and like got some cool pics. But I was like, I'll wait to post them till after the flowers are dead because I don't want to send more people towards this thing. Did you see a lot of people out there? It was. Pr- it wasn't bad at all. We went on a Thursday and it was pretty. Um, it's pretty open. Gabs yelled at like two different groups of people for like getting off the path. And then yeah. I'm like, stop it. I'm, you're not going to have to fight them. I will have to, it's going to suck. Don't yell at people. I kind of uh, don't care about the flower. I have a new viewpoint on the flowers. Yeah. What is it? Just fucking trample them. They're fine. <laughs> Honestly, they're fucking fine. Yeah. You can't, okay. you can't destroy those. There, There's no way to destroy. I think all that stuff, people being like, these, these influencers are destroying these poppy fields. Like, no, they're fucking not. They couldn't do it if they wanted to. All right, I like your attitude, but we went and had a nice time. But I didn't mm-hmm. want to like post a photo about it to send like more people there. I get, it, I know you're. I get what you. I get your rationale. Yeah, yeah. I think a, a lot of like, the. It was nice. It was just really nice how like not many people were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been out there. I don't. I don't think I would like it. I don't. A lot of stuff like the uh, a lot of nature stuff. I don't like it unless there's no <laughs> there's nobody there. Oh, totally. But the thing is, like, I don't think I would have liked it if we weren't in the quarantine and I didn't just like enjoy the drive. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, true, yeah. I've never like enjoyed like that's the one thing that's nice about it is like you can get around L.A. so fucking quick right now. Yeah, it's changing pretty fast though, man. I gotta say, People, traffic's been picking up pretty significantly. Yes, absolutely. People yeah. are over this. Yeah, they're they're. I'm losing my right ear. Um, they're over it. They're over it, baby. They're, they're over, over it. Damn. We got um, any other activities planned? We'll wrap it up. We'll start to wrap it up here. I'm gonna go for a jog after this. Okay. And I think the plan. The plan was to try to go camping somewhere this weekend. I don't know. Just you and Gabs. Yeah. I mean, I we don't hang out with anybody else really. I mean, I just right. have Rutherford at that point. If you want to come down to that. Bad point. Well, I actually have to do work tonight, but maybe tomorrow. Bad point it up. But you can stay. You stay apart. Yeah, we just like sit there and talk, and we play this game called Ticket to Ride on our phones. It's fun. Oh, okay, a phone game. Yeah. Ticket to Ride's a good game, I hear. It's very fun. You would enjoy it. You build trains and you look at a map. Nice. See stuff that's right up your alley. What about you? What are your What are your What's your post quarantine plan? Um, honestly, I don't really have a post quarantine plan. I'm saying like a thing that you're like, as soon as I can, I want to go do this. There's so many things. It's kind of like, like, it's like, it's like a glut. Like I want to do everything. I want to, have you, uh, have you ever gone to the tubing with Doug at that place? I have. Like, I don't like that shit, man. It just scares me. I feels like, I don't want to fucking drown in the current river. All I right, really don't. I've, okay, I've so. done it. I've done the tubing. I have, I have tubed the current. I love it. But at the same time, I'm also, 
I, I don't know. Some this wa- some about water stuff freaks me out when it's dangerous because I just feel like it's not the the place that I really feel super comfortable. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, we're just we're like, like moving. I just there's some people die so often. I just don't want to be. I just don't want to end up that way. Yeah. Last time a person in our group's tube caught on a dam and got, pulled the pulled the tube under and she went underneath the dam. Like it was. There you go. Great. Terrible. Super cool. Yeah. That's fucking. I don't. I'm not interested in being terrified with a bunch of people who are like, you know, stoned out of their mind. Yeah, and also being really glibly, whatever you call it, just kind of unaware. Kind of people who, who uh, I'd rather be out. I'd rather be like out someplace super fucking blasted and remote as opposed to die with cell service. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, die next to next to the road. I get that. I do really want to go to Australia though, for real. I want to go to fucking Australia. Where at? Where are you going to go? I'd love to go to Australia, drink a bunch of Cooper's ale and um that kind of shit. You know what I've been you know what I've been drinking since I've been listening to that podcast about Burke and Will's expedition is Foster's. Really? I've been like enjoying it because uh, how many how big do you think one of those how much Fluid, do you think is in one of those cans? We'll do it. We'll do a game where we don't look it up like old times. Thirty-six ounces. I, I don't. I, it's seven hundred and fifty milliliters. It's a bottle of wine. So that's. Uh, oh, I don't know what that is, but that's close to thirty-six ounces, isn't it? I have no idea. We're gonna do the thing where we look it up, but it, the fact that one of those cans is a bottle of wine is so crazy to me. Yeah, because that's seven fifty mils. Seven fifty mils. It's three quarters yeah. of a liter. Uh, it's it's twenty five point four ounces. Twenty five point four ounces. That's a bit shy of what I said there, but it's quite a quite a bit. You got a good go Australian accent. Australia. My uh, Australian a- accent always has to start with "oi." That just gets me in the right headspace. Oi! Oh, you doing a show tonight? That sounds great. We'll be there. There, we'd love to get, love to see you. Outstanding, wonderful. Wow, great yours to, is great really to be good. here. Yours is That's great. Me. It's not that good. It used to be so fucking good. Oh, yours is fantastic. Dude, I, I used to have it down. Man, I used to have it fucking I down. Only, I can only be an upset Australian. Oh, upset. Oh, you're some Coopers. That's not oh. even, that's not Australian. Uh, in Australia, everybody calls me Brooksy, and it's the only place I'm not mad. Like my mom. Oh, Brooksy. Brooksy. Oh, it's Brooksy. Oh, hey, another pint, Brooksy. Oh man. You know what I, I want to do, man? I want to go to New Zealand. How about that? I've been oh. in New Zealand once. I want to go back and do it for real. I want to go to the the North Island. Go to yeah. North Island. I want to I want to do a, uh, a a wine trip and go backpacking in New Zealand and eat a bunch Dude, of fucking lamb kebabs. That's that's what uh, Tasmania was. Tasmania is all wine and oysters. So everywhere the whole island is a tourist island where they just make wine and there's oysters yeah. all around it. It sounded. It felt very New Zealand-esque, only I heard New Zealand is like more beautiful. Even though New Zealand is just stunning. The people there are just, you know, the greatest, happiest motherfuckers on the, you know, it's great. It's a yeah. fucking outstanding place. I love Australia. Yeah. Well, I, Gabs and I were talking about, we were going to go to like, um, uh, before all this went down to like Thailand. Like Yeah. There. Thailand's on the list too, man. All right. Well, we'll get to these places someday. We'll get to there. We'll get to there. Anything you want to say? Anything you want uh, to tell people? Like, hey, if you like Brooks, you can get more Brooks here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, the one thing I am still doing, the reason I have the new microphone is my podcast, Entry Level, which, Johnny, you have been yes, on, where I, have. I, I interview uh, a bunch of uh, our friends, comics, musicians, and like 
pro wrestlers, artists about all the jobs they had before they got to quit and go full time into their uh, whatever field. And maybe I'll get to flip it around and uh, talk about what, you know, everyone had to, the day everyone had to start working real jobs again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea, Brooks. Good idea. Great idea. It's going to happen. It's going to work out for you. I have nothing but confidence in your future in terms of this podcast endeavor. Thank you for being here, Brooks Whelan. You can check them out online by Googling the words Brooks Whelan. If you can't figure that out, you probably shouldn't be checking anything out anyways. Just give up, (laughs) dig a hole, and lay in it until you figure out how to get out of it. Okay. Thank you for being here, Brooks. We love Love you. you. Thanks, Johnny. It was very, very fun. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'm stuck. Thank you for listening to Live to Tape Podcast with Johnny Pemberton. Please check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash live to tape for weekly insider information and other audio extras. The podcast is now available on YouTube at youtube.com slash just my nipples. That's youtube.com slash just my nipples. Thank you for listening. See you again. Stay safe. We love you. Bye. What else? I'm not sure. Just keep, you know, keep a, keep a pile of leaves that are dry in a small bag outside your door. And, uh, make sure you always tip your hat left, not right.